The San Jose Sharks start a critical four-game road trip in stunning fashion. They take the W right off of those Washington Capitals' brutal blue sweaters. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Schneid's. We'll talk about 10 a.m. Barracuda games right now on this edition of Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night, January 26, 2022. Your San Jose Sharks are victorious in D.C. We don't need to recount here. By the score of 4-1, to one, welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. And this is live and interactive. So, here's what you do. Chat with us, fellow Sharks fans, on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Of course, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and yes, we do have a TikTok. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, good evening, everyone. I, I can see Ian chuckling when I said TikTok. Uh, <laughs> we got a triple cast going on as I say hello to Mr. Ian Reed. Hello. And joining us again Rockin' the road sweater, Mr. Kevin Lacey. Oh, yeah. I decided, you know, got what the Barracuda wore today and what the Sharks wore tonight. <laughs> I had to to rep that. But should I have worn my Team Canada hat like Ian? That's the one thing That's that I'm missing, sick. apparently. That, you know, as much as that gets called the, the Turkey something uh, logo, I, that hat is pretty crisp. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's a nice hat. I, yeah. I mean, the, I, I don't like the sweaters, but I mean, I still think it's fine. <laughs> yep. So let's get at it, shall we? Sharks begin a four-game road trip. This is one that we kind of been looking at for a while as that could make or break the Sharks' uh, postseason hopes. Of course, if you're just joining us uh, recently, uh, Eric Carlson, forearm surgery out till March. He'll be reevaluated in March. So he's out. That's where you bring in Nicholas Malosh in. James Reimer back in net. Hill is injured. So Sachenko was in net, or was in, wait, not in net, not to scare anybody, was on the bench just in case. So, and of course, Rudolph Balsers, we thought was getting into the lineup, but no, not, not this time. But early on, guys, I, I thought the Sharks uh, got things going really early, and, and it showed with Noah Gregor finally getting off his 20-game sh schneid. He gets a goal uh, right on about seven and a half minutes into this one. Uh, Ian, tell me about what you thought from uh, Noah Gregor's second of the season. Yeah, I thought it was a good goal, but I mean, um, not to take anything away from Noah Gregor. I mean, Noah Gregor was in the right spot, right time, able to put that in. Um, but I, I think it was just a good solid, like the Sharks had a really good forecheck going for the first half of that first period. And that's what led to that goal. Um, again, not take away from Noah Gregor, because I mean, he's the guy that put the puck in the net. Um, but a lot of work um, by Hurdle, Burns to make that all happen. And, you know, I'm happy that Gregor finally put it in. I thought Gregor looked, um, you know, he, he showed a lot of jump after that goal too. I thought he had a couple other really, really good looks. 
um, later on in the game. So hopefully uh, that continues and hopefully a few more go in for him. Yeah, uh, and have Gregor get off that schneid. Kevin, you've seen him with the CUDA. I mean, it's been a struggle. He's been wanting to stay up here. Uh, what uh, what yeah, can you say would- about this guy? Well, with Noah Gregor also, I mean, the projected lines before Balsers got scratched was that Gregor was going to be playing on a line with Benito and Cog- uh, Benino and Nieto this evening, and uh, he, he would have had to change his name to Gregorio in order to fit in with those two. Um, but but he ends up kind of getting put back onto that second line, and he showed that was warranted. Like he, it, it was kind of a, a, a prove me, show me you know, go do it kind of situation. And I actually thought the Sharks blew an opportunity on that goal because Gregor was was blazing up there. And I thought, just get it to him now. But um, they did the little pull up. But as Ian mentioned, really nice puck work by Hurdle and Burns and really just everybody on that play. And Gregor was the ultimate beneficiary anyway of that. So um, I, I, I put it on Twitter and I said, I think this is only the second time I've ever seen Noah Gregor smile or have any emotion at all at scoring. So <laughs> it shows how much that goal meant for him. And uh, yeah, really solid game out of number 73. It seemed like it was he, he was saying hallelujah after that goal. I mean, the guy's had so many chances over the last couple of weeks. It's good to see he finally buried one. Uh, that made it one nothing sharks, and that was pretty much the only thing that happened in the in the first. Uh, you know, Meyer had five shots on goal. It's like he he wanted to go for another five goal game. Uh, Malosh four hits on that one. So overall, I thought they dominated really early. I thought Washington came back er- later in the period to get back into this. So uh, definitely uh, a good all around period for the Sharks, and it would continue again early on. As uh, Matt Nieto feeds Nicholas Malosh for his first goal uh, in the in the National Hockey League, uh, Kevin, uh, another Barracuda graduate, uh, and and taking taking advantage of Carlson's absence big time. Yeah, yeah. Don't expect that to keep happening, folks. Uh, <laughs> if my stats in my head, no pressure, uh, are- right? Are correct. Yeah, are correct. I believe Nick Malosh went 70 games without a goal in the AHL until the playoffs. Playoffs last year. So uh, yeah, the fact that he has an NHL goal now, um, the eighth defenseman on this team to score a goal this season, which is pretty amazing. And I, I still wonder. I, I truly wonder if Mark Edward Vlasic's going to score this year. My vote is no. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great shot. And, you know, guys, um, real clunky breakout by the Caps on that. So good capitalization uh, by the Sharks because the Caps, like, tried, like, two, three times to break that puck out. And then they finally got it past their blue line and then turn it right over to Nieto. And then Nieto uses his speed and finds Malosh. Great shot. Can't take away any of the, anything from that shot. I mean, he, he earned that goal. Yeah, I mean, I just feel bad for Ryan Merkley because he's never getting back in the lineup now. <laughs> <laughs> I I was actually going to toss it right to you, Ian, about Merkley. Uh, so Malosh gets this goal; it makes it two nothing. But yeah, you bring up a good point. Yeah, why isn't I, Merkley here? 
It's it's funny because um, before this game, and I knew this was going to happen, right? Like the Sharks, I knew the Sharks were going to play a good game because I'm like, because before the game, like I was pretty apocalyptic about this whole thing. And I was like, oh man, if the Sharks lose, this is going to be such an awesome show. And then, of course, they win. And I'm not going to complain that the Sharks won, but probably would have saw a much saltier Ian if they hadn't won. Um, I mean, it's, this is typical Buchner, right? I, 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 and look, I, I don't like the play that um, when I was on the show last, we, we talked about this goal against uh, in the Tampa game. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan Merkley kind of did nothing instead of, you know, you're going to you take, the, take the puck or take the man. And Ryan Merkley did neither, and it led to a goal against. Um, but obviously, when you have a guy like Eric Carlson go down, and tonight you wouldn't know it, but for a team as hard up for offense as the Sharks have been, like Ryan Merkley's kind of the guy you want in the lineup, right? So, I mean, that's frustrating and I don't agree with it. I mean, obviously it worked out. Malash gets a goal and, and, you know, good for him. And again, I'm not trying to take away anything from, from Ryan Malash here at all, but it's just in this situation, you would think that a guy like Ryan Merkley, who is, you know, Ryan Malash is a guy, Right. He's not the future of anything. He's a guy that's filling a spot. Ryan Merkley, on the other hand, is he could be a guy, but we don't know yet. He could also be something. And I think that in a situation like this, that's the guy you probably want in the lineup. I mean, and he's going to draw back in. Like I, I joked earlier about Milosh scoring and Ryan Merkley not coming back in. It's not like <laughs> Ryan Merkley's not going to draw back into the lineup. But I just think when, like, how big of an opportunity you know, is it to get guys like that better looks? Because there's really no way, like, even even if your team tank, if your team tank, you still want to play the kids. You don't want to just be, well, we're just going to play a bunch of never-will-be's and, you know, and, and tank that way. Like, that's not how you tank. You play the kids and see what you got. I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. And, and you have to see what you have. I mean, because there are going to be an influx of youngsters that are going to be in the organization in the very near future. So this is where you have to, you know, evaluate, okay, who's staying here? Who can we use for a potential trade asset? Who can we, you know, who who's going to be an impactful player, especially during these times going forward? And well, there is that as well, but you also have to think with Jake Middleton being close to returning and uh, practicing on the fourth D pair today with Merkley, um, you know, it was a good opportunity for Milosh to show, hey, I should still be in consideration to be on this team because he's probably dropping down to defenseman number eight uh, when it's all said and done. So for Milosh to come out and play strong, obviously he had the goal, but I thought he played very well defensively. Um, and he got about the same amount of ice time as everyone who wasn't Brent Burns and Mario Ferraro today, tonight. Um, so, so it was a good, uh, just like Gregor, it was a good statement yeah. game. I, you know, there were a few good statement games, uh, out of the guys who really needed it on the sharks tonight. And, uh, Malasha is one of them and we'll see what happens. Uh, do I, exp- I don't think that just because he scored in this game, he's going to appear in the next game, but <laughs> at least Bob Bugner's is going to have some more confidence to be like, you know what? Maybe it's not the end of the world if I put Milosh in. Yeah, and I don't like and and saying everything I said and and going going with what Kevin said too. Like I'm not this wasn't like I'm not trying to beg on Nick Milosh. Like I, no. I thought he had a really good game. 
Yeah. Right. And he definitely like, you know, maybe would have been my lineup choice. No, but I mean, he obviously earned his ice tonight. Like, so again, like, don't, don't take this as me begging on Malosh. Like now do I see like the super upside of Malosh going forward? Not particularly, but you know, like credit to him man. he had a, he had a good game tonight. There's no there's no harm in calling a spade a spade, but sometimes yeah. it's a king of spades. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, Dana Meyerson, Bugner, confidence in rookies? Never. <laughs> hey, 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 Dana, Dana, who was the coach before Bob Bugner? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's 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 like it's a recurring theme here. Um, you know, one thing I, as I, I see some of the, the, um, comments coming in from the locker room from multiple sources, it's Nicholas Malosh's mother's birthday. He, he, he oh, said, my. so, there so, you go. so I think somebody's getting a, a hockey puck, at, uh, for a birthday quiz. Uh, so that'll be a, that's going to be a good one for it. So. Going on into the third period, despite the Sharks, you know, giving up two pen, two power plays to Washington uh, in the middle frame, uh, and the Sharks couldn't do anything on on their one when Orlov held up and threw down Couture. Uh, third period started, and in, oh boy, oh boy, fourteen seconds in, yep, th- that checks off the mark from last year. Off of a faceoff, that checks off a mark from last year. Screening the goalie for a goal. Oh, right. Yep, there's that one as well. All right. So 14 seconds in, Sprong gets his seventh from Backstrom. And and uh, Kevin, it was reminding me of memories of last season all over again. And it's the third period and the Capitals are coming on. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I, t- I texted with my uncle who uh, lives out near D.C. I texted him the exact same thing about... He's like, Shark's still looking okay. And I'm like, I'm having PTSD over here. <laughs> like, uh, my, But I thought uh, this, the, the cap started to develop some good momentum towards the end of the second period because they did get a couple of power plays that even though their power play has, has been um, pretty dry uh, as in terms of goals, I thought they generated a lot of chances against the Sharks penalty kill. I just think the Sharks were very solid defensively tonight and uh but every time the capitals took a shot either it was a dangerous shot that missed the net or james reimer came up huge i mean james reimer i think had a fantastic game and and i can't say that enough even even with you know his his usual leaky rebounds that both ian and i have pointed out time after time this Mm -hmm. season uh Nevertheless, I think Reimer was solid, um, but the Caps were getting momentum. And even when the Sharks went on the power play, they ended up getting dominated by the Capitals' penalty killing, to coin a phrase from Randy, which is never good. So (laughs) getting that goal in the first minute for the Caps, uh, Daniel Sprung, hell of a shot. That's the type of shot that it took to beat James Reimer tonight. But still, that was a dangerous one because that gave the Caps life. Yeah, and before that goal, I, leading up to that, um, like in the later half of the the first period and, and and parts of the second, the Sharks were playing with fire a lot. Um, yeah. So it was only, it felt like only a matter of time. But credit to the Sharks because I thought they kind of buttoned things back down a little bit afterwards. I thought they had some huge penalty kills in this game where they're you know um, 
that hasn't been a whole lot of friendliness. So now their power play was still atrocious, but um, their penalty kill was on point tonight. Yeah. Which is good. They had a, a, another power play given up to Washington in that one, and nothing would come out of that one. Although Reimer definitely was just getting shot after shot and kind of anticipating that usual OV one-timer uh, to, to get it in. But then the Sharks got something that usually doesn't happen unless it's an empty netter. They got an insurance goal, and they also got somebody else off the side. Jonathan Dolan has scored his ninth goal of the season. He makes it 3-1 San Jose. Um, and and you, you, saw, saw, you saw some of those little stick-handling moves that we've seen from Ulf in the past. I, I, I hate to compare, you know, son and dad together but uh you know that was a nice shot from uh jonathan dolan to uh basically put this going away the poise that he showed on this goal which was it's funny because in the first period like you saw where he kind of made too many moves and you could tell he was super frustrated and you would never have known that happened in the same game uh, as this goal with the poise that he showed before, you know, looking past, looking past, looking past, and then shooting. Like, just unreal, unreal goal. Uh, it's nice to see him get going. Because, like, look, if the Sharks are going to have success, they need these guys to finish. There's there's too many guys on this team that are getting a lot of really good looks and not finishing, and it's nice to see two guys kind of stop doing that tonight. Yeah, and and I think that poise is is the right word on that because... Drew Remenda said it on the broadcast. He didn't think that was the right move that Dolan made. And I agreed when it, when it happened, I thought, Oh, pass that to Benito. Kind of like the, the first goal with Gregor. It's like, Oh, make that pass right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I was wrong. Dolan trusted his instincts, trusted himself, pulled up, but grip it and rip it. And that, that was Dolan's kind of the name of his game in Sweden, in the Allsvenskan. I know a lot of folks, a lot of fans were loving Dolan's offensive output at the start of the season. And I was, too, because I was happy to see, you know, I've I've been one of the most critical people of Jonathan Dolan these last three years. Um, But it was nice to see him score. But I did notice that most of his goals were either jam goals right at the the doorstep of the, you know, of the crease or just like. To tips or whatever and that's not really the name of his game so for him to i think only maybe once or twice this season has he actually just ripped a shot into the net for him to be able to do that get off the schneid right through the legs of samsonov um great goal for Dolan and and good to see that smile again guys yeah like, big time that, that's something we have not seen out of him in forever yeah i mean it just a relief off of both Gregor and Dolan, uh, and doing the thing that the Sharks absolutely need right now, and that's secondary scoring for this team. Uh, Ian, I'll come to you. What did you think of the lines this evening? Because I know, yes, Balsers was supposed to be in, and that kind of changed things around. Gadjevich gets in in there, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about his uh, game-ending fight in a moment, but what did you think of the, of the lines with splitting up? Hurdle and Meyer, among other things. I think after the last game, you probably I understand where where Bugner's coming from here. After the last game, like the last game, they got trucked, 
it wasn't pretty. It was not at all competitive. Like the Sharks just got trucked. Um, so obviously I think you want to come in and probably try some different things to see if you can spark some offense because again, Sharks goals for the Sharks hasn't come easy this year. Um, and I think, you know, you have to, you, when you have a guy going like Timo Meyer, the way Timo Meyer is going right now, and I think Timo Meyer like didn't score tonight, but he was all over the place. Like probably next to James Reimer, probably one of the best players on the ice tonight uh, and didn't have any goals. I think when you have a guy going like that and you need to get some other guys going, I mean, that's, you know, if you can see if you can get spark some offense from some other guys, uh, that's, you know, probably something you'd want to do. And that's what they did tonight. And, it worked for the most part, I think. Yeah, I, that's a good call, too, because I was just thinking to myself, Timo Meyer played great for having one assist plus one, but I'm just look, just looking at it right now. He played almost 21 minutes tonight, which easily led the forwards by a long shot. So he really was a driver of the, of the play this whole game. And um, I can't say anything more than that, but because you nailed it, Ian. Yeah, yeah, big game. And like, and again, you you want to try and get some guys going. Some lines are coming up completely stumped. It's, you know, you got to send guys over that are going to maybe jumpstart things. And it, I mean, it worked, it worked out tonight. We'll see how it works out the rest of the road trip. But tonight, Timo Meyer was probably, I don't know, James Reimer had a really good game, but Timo Meyer's up there for me. If I was going to make three stars, like Timo Meyer's probably a number two, even though he had the assist. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the throw in, yes, it's an empty nighter goal, but uh, the last time Andrew Cagliano had a goal uh, was December 16th against Vancouver. So they don't ask how, they just ask. Exactly. So it's nice. And, and, you know, those little things can give you a little boost of confidence. Did we lose? Are you there? We're here. We're here. I thought you were about to say something. So. Oh, no, no, no. I just heard you cut out. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my blunder. Uh, so I, I will say, though, like Cogliano, I thought played fantastic. Um, like talking about how the Sharks played solidly defensively today, that goes for the forwards as well. And I thought Cogliano really led the charge as far as breaking up a lot of plays out high on the blue line, especially the one in the third period where. Andrew Cogliano is what five ten and a half mm-hmm. and and a buck eighty eighty five and he outbattled now Carl Hagelin's not the biggest player either but I mean he willed that puck out of the zone there and those types of plays you saw it repeatedly tonight and for him to be rewarded off a gorgeous spin around pass by Logan Couture uh, that that was another one just made made me smile good to see. <laughs> And then after the horn sounds, something crawled up uh, Hathaway's butt and he said, I need to fight somebody. Oh, look, Gajovic is here. Let's just fight for a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, isn't there a a rule unless it's got changed with over the last few years? Isn't there a rule if you start a, a fight, especially after the whistle, that there could be some supplemental discipline? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens from that because I do believe, like, if especially if like one of those guys gets an instigator, they're totally suspended. Um, but I mean, the whistle had I, the but the buzzer had gone, and apparently the rest were not getting paid anymore because they're just like, we're just gonna watch. Because <laughs> apparently they get only get paid buzzer to buzzer. 
That, like, have you seen a fight get left alone that long in the modern game? I, I, haven't, I don't remember the last time I've seen an NHL fight get left alone by the linesman for that long. That was crazy, guys. That was crazy because, like, it looked like Gadjevich was done, but he wasn't going to tell Hathaway that. And no one came in. So then Hathaway tried to, you know, they threw some more punches and it looked like Hathaway was done and still yeah. nothing happened. So then Hathaway tries to break his arm free because he's like, well, if these guys aren't going to stop it, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, see if I can knock right. this effort out like <laughs> it was very very weird to see but um i wish we could have seen what started at the you know it's garden hathaway mm -hmm. so i can only imagine you know what happened there but right. because who hasn't wanted to knock out Garnet Hathaway <laughs> since he turned pro? But um, still, uh, that was a spirited bout in a very unique way to end this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh. yeah, I mean, I look, and they don't like the Sharks and the Capitals. They've already played twice this year. They don't play again. So I mean, it's not like they can just get you next time. Like, who knows if Kajovic is even in the league next hey, year? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey! Who who says we're they're done for the season? I'm just being a little bit of the optimist here. I mean, come on, guys. Who, who knows? I, I, I will say just overall, the energy, there was so much more energy in the Sharks tonight, uh, not only from the the last game against the Lightning, but the last time the Sharks played the Capitals back in November, which I was there. That game sucked. Yeah, and not because the Sharks got shut. I mean, that that as a hockey game, neither team showed up in that game. Right. So I. I thought both teams showed up. Just the, the better team won tonight. The score reflected that. Um, but it was a, it was definitely a more entertaining hockey game um, to to start this road trip for the Sharks. So, yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jerk, for making the point. <laughs> I and I know that's it's sarcastic a little bit oh, for both of us. Jerk's right. They don't play again until the Cup final. Jerk's right. My bad. <laughs> Oh, man. So the Sharks win 4-1. to one. They get their 22nd win of the season. Reimer with 32 saves, 970 save percentage. It's nice. You got three guys that got off the schneid, which is beautiful, and one guy that gets his first NHL goal. Um, you, you, can't, you can't beat it, and that's a big win for them uh, going in. Alex Beltran, we'll get to some of the comments in the chat and then we'll get to some of the comments from the players and coaches. Yeah. By the way, thanks thanks to everyone in the chat. Like, you guys are bringing a lot of good stuff. We haven't gotten to you guys yet, but we're seeing your comments, so thank yeah. you very much. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Beltran, Sharks are 15-0 and 0 with the lead after two periods. I mean, that's pretty impressive, boys, if they can, if they can keep the lead going on that one. Uh, you know, and like, uh, Jerk... Good to see you, bud. You know, like I said on the Pucknologist, one goal per month for Cogliano is all we need. You know. Yeah, he's not here to fill the net. Like, no, he really isn't. Completely yeah. different reasons than that. So, I mean, if you get, I, I will take any offense from him right now. But, I mean, it was, it was, you know, the, it was a big night for for secondary scoring. Secondary again, scoring hasn't been easy for this team. I can say that until I'm blue in the face, and I won't be wrong. Um, so getting secondary scoring is super important. AJ, how the hell do the Caps score one goal over two games? Yeah, just uh, they got shut up by Vegas the other night. Uh, that, that's something something else. Uh, and Alex also, yeah, this was kind of a little bit of a throwback. It was funny hearing Drew get frustrated with the team, which we've heard so many times over the years. Uh, you know, uh, Tom Dolan saying, you know, I'd rather see them double down on young players internally so they can see who are the keepers 
Yep, um, absolutely. You know, so I'm trying to see what else do we have. Uh, Patrick Tyler, yeah, the, caused this franchise totally hasn't had enough of quote unquote mortgage draft picks for rentals only to get bounced in the playoffs. Um, I I don't think we're there yet. I think that I mean realistically, oh, this team's not a buyer. No, I don't this think this is, is a, buyer. a buyer. This is not a yeah. Like I'm not worried about this team buying. This team is not a buyer. I don't yeah, care what. It, mirage world that some people are living in that I feel like the organization knows where they're at either over the weekend or yesterday on NHL network, they were talking about the sharks being potential buyers. And I'm trying to remember who it was, whoever the analyst was basically looked at, uh, I mean, it's Adnan Verk. So he's known for saying stupid things, but (laughs) whoever the analyst was basically just looked at him like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, um, if if the Sharks do buy, they're not going to it's not going to be anything really noteworthy. It would be, be like <laughs> it the, might be a Barabanov situation again, which is noteworthy now. But at the sure. time, it certainly wasn't. It'd be like yeah. the little little pickups here and there. It'd be like the, the Curtis Brown or Jason Marshall in 04, you know, depth pieces yeah. more than or if pieces of people with cap hits that teams want to get rid of right so do you guys think th- that they'll put carlson on ltir he's Does... gonna be on for enough I... games for i don't know why you wouldn't yeah i mean and, and see that's that's why i was kind of surprised uh, and i i hate to be redundant about it but that's why i was surprised that they they um left uh LeBanc off of ltir just because, yeah, if you are in a spot where you're out of the playoffs and you can do what you did last year and be a broker, I mean, wouldn't you want as much space as possible? How is LeBanc not on the LTIR? Like, who's running the cap on this team? Is No, I, I, I'm going to guess they're not, but how far away from the floor are the Sharks? I haven't paid attention to the cap situation in a long they're time because fine. unlike previous years, we haven't had to look at the cap situation. So, Yeah, that's that's the one thing I, I was just thinking is that it's... You, you guys can have so much more cap space and let me pull it up on cap friendly here. Uh, their projected cap space right now is a little over $5 million. Uh, you know, yeah, the okay. deadline. So five, there's definitely room for gr- for more than right. Yeah, they can. They that's where. Yeah, I don't understand. And they have 45 contracts now. Uh, deadline cap space, according to Cap Friendly, is 25 million. Yeah. So uh, weaponize that like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you have right now on injured reserve, Carlson LeBay, Kanijov, who you know, oh, there you, go. you know, Kanijov. I mean. It was mentioned today about or where is he at, and it doesn't look like he's anywhere near anything. Middleton should be back, hopefully sometime on this trip, which would be a good thing. Uh, just because he, I mean, you know, we we talked about how how um, there's been surprises of the of the year, and I think on Pucknologist, AJ and Jerk both said an A grade for for Middleton, but uh, oh yeah, Jacob Middleton is a guy who. I mean, he's a guy that we said a lot of nice things on on Tilted and Glasses for a long time, as Kevin uh, can testify. But it got to the point where it was like, but he's continually, you know, like he just keeps getting passed in the on the depth chart. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, for what Jacob Middleton's done this year, I mean, hats off to him, man, because at this point I had wrote him off. And and that's why you give a guy like Nicholas Malosh an opportunity yep. tonight and potentially down the road, because, you know, I, I, I like to look back and study the 2002-2003 Sharks team, which was a train wreck, but <laughs> they they rebuilt. And, I mean, you're going, why are they playing Rob Davison and Matt Karkner? Rob Davison and Matt Karkner, shockingly, had NHL careers from that point for yep. many, many years. So Jake Middleton's kind of in that category where it's like last year, year before, you'd say, you know, we like him, but should he be there? but just kept working at his craft and, and uh, you know, you hope he continues to trend upward. Maybe the same thing with Mosh, even, even Kinesiov, everyone loves Kinesiov. Kinesiov was a, was a nothing prospect two years ago. Yep. So, yeah. You you just never know. I mean, and you said, Oh three, Kevin. Yeah. Then never forget Jesse Fibiger and Miroslav Zalasak. I liked Miroslav Zalasak. Jesse Fibiger, not so much. <laughs> uh, good old days uh, with those uniforms, too. Uh, let's get to some of the comments from the locker room here from Noah Gregor. We wanted to start this trip off strong. It was great to score. It's tough when it's not going your way. I'm playing the best I can, and hopefully tonight starts something off for me. Uh, we hope, Noah. I mean, I know you've been, <laughs> we know we've been trying like crazy. It's not because of the effort, but yeah, just keep pushing yourself and, uh, good things will happen like it did tonight. Uh, from Reimer, we were happy with our complete level tonight and that's something that should never falter. There's 30 other great teams in this league. And he goes on to say, anytime things don't go your way, you want to come back. When we play with the compete level we had tonight, it's infectious. It helps me get into the game and fight. Uh, and then he goes on to about Ovi. I was lucky that Ovechkin just hit me with all kinds of with all of his shots tonight. He's an amazing player. There yeah, were at it's... least two that he did not see when Ovechkin shot him. Yeah, it's it's amazing how like Ovechkin's been in the league how long, and yet somehow he's always open in the same spot. Where he scores all his goals ever. I don't understand. Right. Uh, let me touch on this really quick since we're talking Ovi. When, if he does it, or if he doesn't do it, or when do you think he will break Gretzky's record? I mean, I need to. I need to pull up a calculator. <laughs> Just, just. I think he'll do it. You think he'll do it? Yeah, I. He he has the time. He he has the time to do it. He still scores at a ridiculous clip. Um, even even I still think he does it before he retires. Like I think because again, like he's not exactly a spring chicken, and he's still putting up goals, like unreal amount of goals. And I don't think it's he's gonna drop off. Like he's just he's such a freak human being that I just I don't think there'll be a significant enough drop off in his production where he doesn't do it. Yeah, he's currently 36 and has a deal through 2026 at nine and a half million per. So looks like plenty of time. Yeah, I think by the time he's done, he'll he'll kill. I think by the time he's done, he, he will have passed Gretzky's record. So he's and even if he doesn't, he's still 
the greatest goal scorer of all time, in my opinion, even if he doesn't. Because goaltenders now are so much better than they were in the 80s. Good call. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, speaking of goaltenders, Noah Gregor went on to say, Reimer shut the door, which is no surprise because he's been great for us all season. Uh, yeah, I mean, Reimer was great. His post was better, thank God. But uh, yeah, awesome night for Reimer. Uh, all right. I'm saying I'm saying about it's going to take a little more than three seasons from this point. Yeah. You're saying three? I, I probably say four. I think he'll hit it yeah. in the fourth uh, year. I'm so. I, the way I'm the way I'm looking at. Yeah, no, you're right. It's probably going to be about four. I think it's going to be somewhere in that fourth season. But yeah. yeah. But it's good for the game. And even Gretzky had, had mentioned that uh, and he looks forward to it. And so yeah. Sharks win this one four to three. Uh, like Bob Bugner said, I thought we had a little bit from every line tonight. All four lines contributed tonight. Yeah. Uh, Good solid win. Good solid sixty minute win. I think there were some hiccups, and Washington was really coming on strong in the third period. But all in all, boys, uh, you know, great job all around. Yeah, I think if you're a Sharks fan, like if you're a Sharks fan and you don't leave this game with happy feelings, are you even a Sharks fan? Oh, Ian. <laughs> for real, though. I mean, like... Yo, you're right. You're how right. Could you, how could you not be happy with this game? Yeah. No, this is a good one. Uh, and granted, Washington has been struggling this month, but uh, that's what you do. When teams are struggling, you take advantage of it and you get the victory that you maybe on paper might not have had. Go ahead, Kev. I'm just looking at the stats right now. Every player had at least a shot a hit or a shot block. So everybody contributed. Weatherby yeah. Weatherby had no shots, no hits, but he did have a shot block. Everyone else had either a shot or a hit. Um, so, yeah, contributions all around. All right. And with that, with that all uplifting news, and now this. Ooh, Barracuda! Your San Jose. I, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that because I'm like, oh, what's 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 the bad news? And then that graphic played. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The that. San Jose Barracuda played a 10 a.m. game uh, this morning at the Shark Tank. They took on the Ontario Reign and lost four to one. Uh, Kevin, details on on this one that, uh, you know, uh, it this been better. game at least. I don't think there was a Sharks component in a way. Uh, that'll make sense in a moment. I think the Barracuda played a lot <laughs> like the Capitals did today. Like the Capitals had their chances and played decently, but they didn't do enough to win. And that was the Barracuda. Like the Barracuda outshot Ontario. I, I didn't think Ontario played great either, um, but... Their goals were timely, and this was kind of just a game, to be quite honest. Um, there's not a whole lot to take away. It, it ended up being 4-1 to one after an empty netter. Barracuda did some good things. They didn't play a bad game, which a lot of their losses have been really bad losses. Yeah. Um, 
I think John Leonard has been really trending upward lately. Today he was he was there. He wasn't he wasn't unnoticeable like other games when he hasn't scored. Um, and that's been my thing in the chat lately. People talking about should Blickfeld be called up or think you know early on in the year people were asking why isn't Leonard up. And I kept saying Leonard hasn't deserved at all to be called up. He's starting to find his game, use his speed, and and, and adjust to the proper way of being a pro versus last year when he just got thrown in on the Sharks. And good luck, kid. Um, I think he's starting to figure it out and grow some confidence. I would like to see him score in the next game. Why, why wouldn't we want to see him score in the next game? But... Um, I think if you see him get another couple of goals here over the next two, three games, that might be someone you look to call up. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, just overall, it was a game, uh, (laughs) but, um, the Barracuda are starting to really pile up the injuries though. Um, they already have Nick Chichek out injured, um, with either a broken cheekbone or a broken orbital bone. They haven't. They haven't uh, specified that, but it's one of those. He took a puck to the face, and they lost Santri Hataka for I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but he's out, and the fact that the Barracuda today signed two more defensemen to tryouts says to me Hataka's going to be out a while. Chichek's already out a while. Who knows what else is in the works here. Um, and then on the forward end, Shmulevsky has been out missing. We have no idea what's going on with him. Um, they find the Barracuda finally at least put him on the report of being absent to absent today for the first time in four games. Um, and then Hamilux on personal leave. So the, uh, uh, it's crazy to think that this this team started with 30 players on the roster or 29 players or whatever it was, and they are about to break 40 players played this season, and yet we're still talking about a lack of depth and a lack of options. But I guess welcome to the taxi squad COVID uh, <laughs> ECHL world that we have going on right now. So Right. So they lost that one 4-1. I believe Nick Merkley got the credit for the lone Cuda goal. A jam goal. A jam goal. But hey, uh, you know, I think Nick Merkley's been really strong this season overall, but you know, shuttling between both clubs. I think he's been one of the strong points. Why Why don't you think he's had a chance more so besides that Sharkakuda COVID run? I think I think it's just a, a size thing. I mean, early on in his career, he was pretty decently touted uh, in the Coyotes system. Um, I know he was a top rookie in the AHL uh, his first pro year, but then he had a really bad knee injury and that set him back because he didn't, he did not bounce back right away, and that that's why the Coyotes traded him to the Devils. Um, I don't really know why he didn't find traction with Devils, especially um, when they were in a full-on rebuild. But I think it has to do with his size. He's not very strong, physically strong, but he is quick. He's smart. I like his play at both ends, and he it, it's just probably falls into that gap like Danny O'Regan of just the smaller player who, if he's going to be 
contributing on the NHL roster. He probably needs to be in a middle six role, if not a top six role. But he's probably not a top six NHL player, especially yeah, at 25 years skate. old. He doesn't have the skating for it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. What about the um? I, I, while we have your Kevin, like what? What about the goaltending? Like the goaltending sounds like it's been completely atrocious this year for the Barracuda. Really hasn't like, though. Has it, it been? It, like it seems bad because they get. It seems like they get light lit up a lot of they, high they score do, games against. They do get lit up a lot, and I think a lot of it lies on the defense, uh, the the very much patchwork defense group that the Barracuda have had this year, um, and with all the the fluctuation on the Sharks roster, trying to find. Uh, do we do the Sharks want Shimmick? Do they want Vlasic? Do they want Merkley, Middleton, Milaj? Like the ever rotating third pair for the, the Sharks that it's been um, is greatly affecting the Barracuda. I mean, I don't think any of us thought Jacob Megna was going to see time in the NHL this season. And he's he's the Barracuda. The Barracuda have been without a captain ever since. Luckily, right. they do have Mark Alt on the back end who can pretty much fill in that role seamlessly but uh with mark alt basically having to do it by himself nick chichek now injured one of the the brighter spots kenyazov has really struggled defensively although is getting better i've liked his last three or four games so some progress being done there um, but then pretty much everyone else is in each echl tryout um, although i really like Patrick Hallway, he will never, ever see the time of day in the NHL. He's he's not that type of player, but I've liked what he's brought to the Barracuda. Um, but all that kind of fluctuation and not having great goaltending. Their goaltending has been good on some nights and been bad on some nights. But I, I do, getting back to your actual question, Ian, I don't think the goaltending's been that bad. I think Melnichuk has been better this year than he was last year. Statistically, it may not show. Mm -hmm. uh, Sachenko does not have the stats. I still think even though he has the lowest ceiling, he's the best option that the Sharks have in the system right now. And that's also why he's uh, the backup goalie for Reimer at the moment. Is Melnichuk hasn't done enough to deserve it. Um, Sam Harvey's on a tryout, but he was on the Barracuda last season and he's been, he was really good. Like he had the two shutouts, but he gave up five goals and got yanked in the game where he was the best player on the Barracuda by about five kilometers. Mm -hmm. Um, today he was okay. He was more of like the, the AHL backup goalie you'd expect, but I would really like to see this team add a quality goalie prospect. Like, not you know, Melanchuk. A lot of a lot of praise was given to Melanchuk because he was a very young kid starting in the KHL, but he was still an undrafted goalie, nevertheless. I'd like to see the Sharks get a top-notch goalie in this system sooner than later. Even even like if let's let's say they. Because I don't know, like I'm, I'm trying to think of who's in the system that would be coming anytime soon, and I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. Like, would it be better if they just found like a good AHL journeyman goalie, maybe to pontoon with Melnichuk? I've talked about this with the Calder Farmstead guys, and <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I 
can't believe that the the sharks of the Barracuda haven't done this years ago. Um, the last time you could really suggest that would be Troy Grosnick. Mm-hmm. And that was still a few years ago when he still had, you know, some NHL backup quality there. Um, and not, not necessarily a, a vet yet. Uh, so yeah, I mean like Zane McIntyre was available. John Gillies has bounced around all over the place this year. Those guys were available and the organization decided to stick with, with Melnichuk. And I think they wanted to reward Salchenko for sticking with it. You know, Salchenko didn't see much ice time last year. So I think that was kind of, uh, well, we 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 signed you to an NHL deal. Uh, we want to make the most out of that. But yeah, long long term, you have to think bringing in a quality veteran leader. I mean, all the AHL teams need that, and I yeah. think it's been really missing since it, on a forward aspect since John McCarthy had to retire. Yeah, um, that's why you got guys like Magna and Alt. But you, we haven't seen it with the goalies at any point. No. So. I would love to see it. It's not going to happen this year. It just doesn't seem to be the Sharks' way. But I think systematically, a lot of things need to change, and that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I saw in the chat like Ben Gaudreau. Ben Gaudreau's still a couple of years out before he can make the jump to pro. So um, obviously, here I, I, I know I, I know that you're not high on Magnus Corona from what you've seen of him so mm. far. I mean, that would be the other goalie, I guess. That would be. Mm quote-unquote, in the system. Um, I don't think any of us have any faith in Zachary Iman becoming anything no. uh, at this rate. So, I don't know. It, just, it's, it seems to me like that's the one thing with the with the Barracuda is, to me, and that's always been kind of my gripe with them, is, like, it's it's good to have the kids, but you need you need those veteran, like, those AHL journeyman guys to kind of round out that roster. And I feel like the Sharks have always been bad at filling those spots in. And look at what, um, and we can wrap this up here soon, mm-hmm. but look at what we used to talk about when in our Barracuda segments on, on writer's room and tilt into glasses was the Sharks have always had AHL teams, which were only journeyman players for the yeah. longest yeah. time. And then they, when they came out to San Jose, they flipped the script <laughs> and it was, we're going to have the youngest professional team in all all of the in the entire world for five years in a row like there are players who 27 28 years old still looking for jobs in north america who have to go to europe because they can't find them but they're quality players bring in a couple of those guys let them let these kids learn from the guys who didn't make it um what what they can do differently to make it to the nhl yeah, yeah, for sure. Learn from their teammates, maybe not from their coach. I, I digress. All right, that was bad. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll we'll quickly uh, go around the league really quick. Uh, Bruins and Avalanche scoreless, although Taylor Hall was involved with a hit from Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon was bloodied and was taken off of the ice on his own power, of course. So that should be interesting to see how that happens because that's early in the first and you know this could get ugly um moving onward to the scores that are final oh as i just spilled water all over my shorts that's terrific oh that feels so good uh leafs beat the ducks 4-3 in a shootout for uh their victory uh that's one point for uh 
for the uh, Ducks, so that doesn't help anything Sharks-wise. Flames beat the Blue Jackets 6-0. Uh, Markstrom gets a shutout. Uh, Matthew Kachuk with uh, a pair of goals uh, in that one. And the Blackhawks beat up on the Detroit Red Wings 8-5. to Apparently it was 80s night in Detroit. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi gets his 20th of the season, along with Dylan Larkin in the losing cause. Uh, Debrinkit with that with a pair of goals as well. And Kubalik to help out my fantasy team. Thank you so much. Uh, so it's like Dylan Strom has a hat trick in that game or had a hat trick in that game. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Jerk had the best tweet earlier. He's like, Dylan Strom has a hat trick. Hide your seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so sh- Sharks trade for Dylan Strom for a 2023 second. Rep- All right. Good. No, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. All right, so with that, we shall get out of here. In case you missed it, any- one more thing. Wait, wait, wait oh, one more oh, thing. One sorry, more thing. Sorry, sorry. What did you guys think of the Aaron Dell thing? Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm Aaron sorry. Dell, right? Uh, you know, um, he's become of a trendsetter of this. First, it was Mark Stone. <laughs> I forget. I forget who the Nashville player was earlier this season. Not even like a a few weeks ago, and and now that one. Um, I'm surprised it was only three games. I, when I saw this, I'm not going to lie. Like, I ghoulishly laughed when I saw the play. I didn't realize the outcome. Like, I didn't realize how badly Batherson was hurt. Um, by the way, which obviously isn't funny at all. But I thought, like, just... I'm I'm a jerk. And I used to do stuff like this when I played, like, ball hockey all the time. Because no one can touch me. I'm the goalie. But if I stick my elbow a little far and you run into it, that's not my problem. I ghoulishly laughed at it the outcome sucks i mean the the kid's gonna miss his first all-star appearance and that i mean that's all bad right so i mean i feel i feel a little bad for ghoulishly laughing as much as i did but i i I admire the moxie i yeah the outcome definitely sucks and uh and i think drake batherson's a pretty cool pretty cool guy from what i've seen of like videos of him off the ice and stuff like that it seems like he's a pretty good guy so it's unfortunate to see that happen to him with that hit by aaron dell i mean i almost feel it's a a reactionary suspension um and and, yeah. and it really does like a reactionary to the you know all that the outcry of how could he do that all this stuff and i'm because he's a goalie i mean Okay, three games. I guess Dell's not starting every game, so that that's gonna play into this as well, um, because he might have backed up the next three games anyway. So if you if you only give him like two games, he's probably playing one at most of those. So you give him the extra the extra one, I suppose. But uh, does this open up the possibility that? goalies when they're not in the crease could become legal to hit again yeah because that's that's the question right because obviously like what Aaron Dell did I mean like I said I ghoulishly laughed at it because I've done similar things and I'm not fishing were you goalie but oh yeah oh okay but 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 it's it's why Ian and I get along so well I'm defense (laughs) he's goalie you know but but here's the thing right the thing is though is if Batherson takes Dell and drills him into the boards like 
imagine the the uproar over that. So I mean, I so I I do get it, and I think it's going to be interesting. Like Kevin brings up a good point: is like, do they do that, or do or do they just kind of be like, okay, goalies, enough's enough. Like you guys can't do this shit with impunity anymore because Aaron Dell's not the first goalie to do this. No, <laughs> no. I, I mean, right. You see it happen. You just don't see a player get injured. You don't yeah. see a penalty. You don't see anything. It's just it's something that happens. It goes. They're gonna let that go, huh? Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably something that they probably should look at because otherwise, like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, next time Bath is like, yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm going to the boards, and you're coming with me, goalie. Yeah, I would. That's what yeah. I'd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. You, I, I think it's I think it's suspension based on the outcome more than the play itself, but and it sucks. Like don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not cheering injury here. It's not what I'm doing. It's it's unfortunate. Super unfortunate uh, for Batherson. But uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like it's a suspension based on result rather than play. Yeah. I I mean I think it is more on the injury and how Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? More uh, how dangerous it looked. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. It, it could it could lead to uh, some other uh, shenanigans and uh, a lot of things. And he's out long term. Drake Batherson is yeah. so. Uh, uh, Kachuk yeah, is going to take like a spot teams, in the All Star uh, team. Not like those teams don't play each other a bunch more coming till those games. Will be. <laughs> and and it's classic Ottawa and Buffalo, and there's always got to be one crazy goalie. That you know starts a whole <laughs> full on brawl. So, all right. With that, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hit that YouTube button. Make sure you you uh, hit that notification bell to notify you when we go on the air. Uh, you can also check us out on on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. And like we said, always at tealtownusa.com. So we'll close this one out as we get set for the Sharks to take on... What, what, I'm trying to do the connected dots here. Was it Tampa? Or it's Florida. They're going to... Yes. Uh, some guy named Joe Thornton is on that team. I mean, um, hmm. Should be interesting to see. We... We we won't get any flashback videos at all on, on uh, this weekend now, will we? We might. Okay, I was gonna be. Like, you guys are hanging me out to dry with that one. Wow. <laughs> well, it's not Vegas. I mean, oh, I love Vegas. The Vegas game. I don't think you should be mentioning Joe Thornton and hanging out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> Very true, Kevin. And with that, your final thoughts on where the people can find you. <laughs> My final thoughts are I, I had two of them. I've already forgot one. So, um, you know, the Sharks got uh, the secondary scoring that they needed. I would like to see some primary scoring uh, coming in soon because, I, you know, having that balance is what we're really going to make a, uh, this team go. Um, but I would like to think that our show, um, since this is one of our rare three-man panels, and this is only my third show of the season. I'd like to think that 
I'm the secondary scoring that came in to help really give you guys a boost. <laughs> but you, you guys, as the primary players in this, uh, you guys really brought it. So I thought we had a really good team effort. So so thanks for having me. I'm at Kevin Lacey 22 on most social media platforms. And I believe I'm going to be on the Calder Farmstead podcast talking more Barracuda in the next day or two. So, All right, Kevin, awesome. thank you. Uh, thank you for your for your assists on on all of our deep conversations when we got those those proverbial conversation pucks in deep. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Ian Reed, thank you, buddy. As always, where can they peep, peeps find you? Um, you can find me right here, like for the next six shows in a <laughs> row, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, you can find me uh, on the Twitter machine at Ian Blogs Hockey. Uh, when the Sharks do good, it's good. It's it's always good and, and it it always seems like it's gonna cancel an e, a classic Ian rant which which is a bummer. Of course I do. Right. Oh man, <laughs> one of these shows. Don't worry, guys. One of these shows they're gonna do something that makes me really angry during the day, and I'm gonna stew on it, and then they're gonna give up like ten goals, and then I'm gonna come on here and just go completely apocalyptic on them. It's coming. It'll happen. So with that. So with the th- real reason that I came on because was because we were preparing for Ian to blow up on the very first game of the road trip, but it didn't happen. <laughs> so it ended up being a really good show. <laughs> uh, but so join us on Tuesday, February first, following uh, Sharks and Lightning, when Ian will finally get a chance to go off. Uh, I feel for Landy <laughs> for that episode. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, most importantly, it is Bell. Let's talk day. Uh, it's always good to know about, you know, take care of your mental health as well. Uh, so t- be sure to uh, put out that little hashtag, albeit they... they... No, fuck Bell. But... Do, do, here's, here's what you're going to do. Uh, you fuck tell me. Bell. Okay. Yo, what you're going to do is you are going to go and you are going to, I don't know, pull out a five. And you're going to directly donate to some your favorite mental health charity. I... Because... Bell are a bunch of fucking cockroaches and they don't deserve your they don't deserve to get your pat on the back for you know like don't don't give them a tax write off do it yourself make a make a donation on your own behalf for mental health whatever pick your charity whether it be up here in Canada like kids helpful and something like that or I don't know what they are in the states I'm sure there's plenty of them I'll find them and I'll tweet them out later yeah there's uh, mental health America is one thing I know Felix has said so yeah so, yeah, but fuck Bell. They're a bunch of soulless leeches. Well, especially after what they did uh, a few weeks after when they let go of Dan O'Toole, uh, among a uh, good friend of the show, Matt Sakaris, uh, with three yeah. TSN radio stations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, they were like, oh, COVID subsidies, give me them all, and then we're going to lay everyone off and pay our shareholders. Fuck those yeah, guys. Yeah. So you beat me kind of to the punch, but, you know. Uh, so that'll do it for us. The next time we will be with you, it is Saturday when the Sharks, for the first time since 2003, will take on Joe Thornton, and he's not wearing teal. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. The conversation now continues on the Discord. Have a good night, everyone, and uh, take care of yourself and each other. Good night. Yes. Well, I should probably do the, in, uh, the exit thing.